to episode six of Coral Kelpin Community. Today, we're going to Australia to talk about baby hammerhead sharks, the importance of raising awareness, and how to take care of yourself when doing challenging environmental work. All right, so today our guest is James Graham, who goes by Graham. And I found him on Instagram, so that's easy to remember. Uh, but I was, I, we originally came into contact because um, I was not only t- just taken by his beautiful underwater photography, but also the message on one of his captions. Uh, there was a beautiful hammerhead shark. I believe it was a scalloped hammerhead. Um, yeah, scalloped hammerhead, baby scalloped uh, hammerhead, yeah, something. A, yeah, a little baby, and um, you know, he had this beautiful imagery, and in the caption, it was talking about all of the issues that sharks face, and the question of is this shark in the footage even still alive today? I made a comment about how how we have to take care of ourselves when we do this kind of work. And it is very hard for people doing this kind of work to essentially witness a slow violence. And when policy is not on your side, when you're fighting for all of this, um, it can be really challenging. And there's all, yeah, and there's all kinds of ways to cope and, you know, sometimes you just need to cry. Sometimes you need to have a dark sense of humor. Um, But what's really critical is remembering that you're not alone. There are many people doing this work. Uh, So what can you share about how you cope with this work when you have those days where you come out of the water just in anguish from what you've seen? Well, yeah, firstly, thank you for having me and thank you for reaching out right so i know um to be honest i mean starting from the top you read the caption and a lot of i guess my consideration about what i do is sharing a message that you know is palatable to people but then you're kind of balancing what do i actually feel about this like am i am I angry? Like, is there a message here that is much bigger um, that I can talk about? Um, And so, yeah, a lot of the time is spent considering what the message is. Um, And I guess the sad reality maybe of, you know, social media or just bad news in general is it travels terribly. People don't want to read bad news. Um, So, I guess my battle really is one, I mean, you mentioned like, obviously we spoke on Instagram and utilizing the reach that you can access a lot of people, but also, you know, you're not here to anger people and target people because ultimately we're all kind of victims of someone else's decision in this, you know, we're not decision makers, unfortunately, but we can educate. So I guess I do a lot of study myself. um, And that's how I get into reading policy and just generally trying to keep my finger on the pulse. But in doing so, you expose yourself to really, really dark literature. um, And people don't like it. 
So it's a it's a really difficult balance. And I think that one in particular in which you reached out meant a lot to me um, because A, you read the caption, which is <laughs> somewhat, somewhat rare. <laughs> um, but it was something I was very passionate about. Um, and it's not always the way. You know, sometimes you do just have to enjoy what you're doing, but we're in an environment where there's, I would call it 99 issues for any like one happy piece of news. I'm exaggerating, right? Okay, it's 9,999 bad bits of news to one good bit of news, right? The ocean is in a bad way. Um, I think it was like Jacques Cousteau was like, the ocean won't die, it's just getting sicker every day. Um, it's so true. Um, we're just on the front line. So this is my hobby. Um, it's not my job. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where I still have to be able to enjoy this. Um, and, you know, part of the enjoyment is education and speaking to people like you, where we get a good connection and, you know, you reinforce those beliefs by finding people that believe strongly as well and are willing to do something about it. Um, so, yeah, I think you touched on this. It's like there's lots of avenues on which you can go. Um, but, you know, there's no right answer, unfortunately. We're, we're trying to undo evil, and there's a lot of ways to try and do that. When, unfortunately, we're not winning, but we've got to, you know, that means there's opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, I think... We, that was a long amble, no, sorry. No, that was great. <laughs> I, I we covered a lot of important ground, you know, that, um, and I think especially speaking to the self-care aspect, um, whether someone has been working on environmental and ocean issues for years or if they're just coming to it fresh, um, you know, remembering yeah. that you can, you can enjoy this, you can just bask yeah. in the beauty of what you're seeing uh, and how critical it is to find other people who are doing the same work, who love the same things, because it's really it's yeah. really reinforcing when you have that sense of community because I mean when you feel alone facing these issues, ooh, mm. ooh, <laughs> that's that's awful. Um that's that's really defeating. Uh but yeah, and yeah. and to and to jump off of what you uh mentioned before about this being your hobby, um yeah. I think that's a really critical thing for people to realize too, is that you don't have to make a cause your full-time career. You can have a day job and it can just be a job, you know, because that's yeah. not all of who you are. Uh, your hobby is reaching, you know, thousands of people. You can see it, all the views on Instagram, like the, the shark yeah. video I looked at was already over 12,000 views and mm. you know that caption people were responding so you are reaching people and you are raising awareness and everyone should know that like you don't have to have the like I mean I kind of don't like the term dream job anyway like 
when you dream, do you really dream of work? <laughs> like, isn't That's the true. point of society to work <laughs> yeah. less? But, you know, setting that rant aside for a second, like, you, yeah. you can do things and make a big impact without it being your full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a few things to touch on there. And I think maybe we can just describe what that video is really, because um, so what happened was a couple of months ago, uh, maybe it's like six months ago, um, a school of baby hammerheads turned up at Burley Heads, which is Southeast Queensland. It was so accessible. Um, so when I say accessible, you could just walk in off the beach and there's baby scalloped hammerheads, right? So they're critically endangered. It's, um, this is a freak event in anyone's books. Um, it's a beautiful event, but one of them in particular had a fishing hook running from it already. So this is a baby and had a fishing hook and a line trailing from it. And so I asked around and I guess initially not many people had noticed it, but then, um, you know, once you see things like that, you can't unsee it. And so you kind of like take away a bit of that beauty. Um, it's an amazing event, but somewhat, you know, if you start to see things that are not right and you've seen other animals injured, you know, for however many other dives I've done, um, it just, you, you're heightened, your awareness is heightened of things that don't look right anyway. Um, anyway, it quickly circulated, you know, there's, everyone's talking about it, you know, that there's a few, apparently a few of them had like fishing hooks and lines through them. Um, and it's also a reminder that there's shark nets just kind of very near and drum lines very near to where this event is actually taking place. So the immediate concern, I guess, from, you know, a shark lover is what is the plight of these baby hammerheads? Like, what are they facing? And the answer, unfortunately, is in like immense threat, right? So they're not protected. They are a target species under the Fisheries Act in Australia. So people don't know that. Like, this is a, we are actively, you know, you can go and fish hammerheads. Mm. It's a really weird sentence to say, but it's, it's true. Um, and so we still have shark nets and we have drum lines. And these are like, I don't want to misquote this, but you know, they're 70 something year old practices that have not really been changed. And so I guess for your audience, a drum line is a baited hook. It's a drum line is a fancy way of saying we bait hooks on our beaches. So big sharks come in and eat the bait. So if you think, like, how would I stop a shark coming to my beach? Would you bait a hook on the beach? You know, it's, it's mental. Um, and once you think, you know, people don't know this and it's not a, you know, it's not the fault of, um, the beach goer. It's the fault of people that know that this doesn't work. And so unfortunately, I guess we put ourselves on the side of, can we do something about it? So in sharing that video, I wanted to kind of convey that is the, are these sharks still alive? Um, and the unfortunate news in that is that a lot of, um, and again, I, I don't want to be misquoted here, but there were reports coming in or, and photos being shared of baby hammerheads 
heads that had been chopped off up and down the coast from Bur like near Burley Heads, right? So where this happened. And so other people reached out to me and said, hey, this is a thing, you know, um, we've witnessed this elsewhere. Um, what we do is if we find schools of hammerheads, we don't tell anyone because it gets into the news and then the fishermen pick it up and it's just free food, right? You just go and sweep them up. So because hammerhead school, the issue is that once you find one of them, you find a hundred of them. Um, and so, yeah, you can put two and two together. These are not facts. You know, it's not immediately did that, that shark that I swam with get killed five minutes later, but it's a valid question. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's just, I don't know. I think I put myself in a position of, is it a message that I can research, you know, and I, I have a very strong feeling about it, but like, is there anything behind this? And then once I've got the footage, like I said, I took this sort of six months ago and then I only posted it recently. Um, but I went through this battleground of emotion and this is something that again, again, I'm rambling, but going back to what you said about how you look after yourself mm -hmm. is I did not enjoy swimming with them because of researching what I was at the time. So yes, there's fishing hook trailing from them and it's a baby like that really upsets me. Um, it was a circus. There was like a hundred people in the water at one time. It's not, not a beautiful event to me. Um, and again, that's not to, that's not to separate, like, this is an amazing event. And people are able to swim with hammerheads and like, you know, be aware of them. That is a, an amazing message. Um, but I didn't see any kind of beauty in it. Um, and so once I kind of saw these photos of the baby hammerheads, and I'm not obviously not going to share them, but um, it kind of validated like the final nail in the coffin for me to make a post so um, forward. Cause I'm, it makes me sad. Like I'm a, I want people to enjoy hammerheads and people go, you know, oh, this was a beautiful experience. I swam with them. My family have been so happy to swim with these babies. Right. I want that for people, mm -hmm. but it's not the, it's not the end of the story. And I would like people to be aware of the rest of that story, which is these have to swim away and migrate and grow and eat, but they, who knows whether they do you know um yeah that's why they're critically endangered yeah there you go so i could go on and <laughs> no i know i completely completely understand um i th there's actually a special place in my heart for hammerheads as well and uh yeah. how you you know the battleground of emotions and how you chose to share the message that of of what they face, I think is really important because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of bad news for every little tidbit of good news. And you're, yeah. you're, you're specifically making the choice to not share the photos of decapitated hammerheads, which I, yes. I appreciate very much. Um, just... Well, I confirmed them with a few right, right, right. 
science like marine biologists and things just to make sure that i'm not going off on one right right but um, i'm i'm reading the fisheries act that was huge oh yes yeah and and so like you're you're doing the research you're providing actual facts for people so that they can know what's going on but you're also inviting them in right like the first thing they see is this beautiful video and i think that's a really important strategy because like you said nobody wants the doom and gloom and if you can ride like we have enough of that um and it's really hard to handle all the time and so if you can see something alive Mm. and moving the way it should move and just in its environment it gives you i think a moment of pause of like "Mm, that feels good to see and Mm. i want to keep seeing that oh what what do i need to do oh the fisheries act needs an amendment okay Mm -hmm. great and of course you know i don't live in australia um but maybe I look into the Fisheries Act of my country. Maybe I look into the policies yeah. here. Maybe I check to see if there's something I can vote on or even just protest. Like suddenly I'm curious about what's happening because of yeah. even the harsh juxtaposition, you know, the contrast between the beautiful imagery and the written facts. Like I think it's, yeah. I clearly thought it was a good way to start a conversation because you started a conversation with me. <laughs> um yeah and it hits the and and maybe my target is you know there's an element of clickbait right (laughs) and i'm okay with clickbait when i'm tricking people into the right conversation (laughs) Um, i like that yeah because people go oh look that's such a beautiful video but um what they've done is enabled the because they missed the message but what they've done is enable more people to potentially get the message Mm -hmm. so it's not that they're invalid you know i understand people don't read captions or you know they just like the video that that's totally okay but what it does do is enable that message to get further and i'm okay with that absolutely but yeah click clickbait is an insult on what i'm trying to do (laughs) but it's a it's the it is the strategy that I use there, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I I completely get it because it's I mean maybe you don't have to say clickbait. Maybe you can just say you know how you're delivering a message. Um, the hook. The, the hook. Oh no. <laughs> pun intended. Sorry, no, that was great. I into that. I I'm a lover of bad puns. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, one of the things I was going to ask you about is you know what you hope to achieve not just for scalloped hammerheads but um for all of the species and that you post and for the oceans in general through your work and certainly you're reaching a large audience you are starting conversations and i in my actually very recent experience um you know when you get when you go into a field and you learn all these things and you get somewhat specialized, um, it's really easy to forget how important it is to raise awareness about whatever it is you're studying because 
you start learning from all these experts and you're like, oh, all of these papers are published. Oh, all of this, all of that. And, mm. you know, it, at a certain point, you can you can forget that you've gone down a rabbit hole that not everyone has gone down and that awareness is yeah. still a really critical thing. I mean, I just read yes. that like 40 years ago, like less than half of the population of the world had heard the term climate change or global warming and that's kind of mind-blowing you know so so yeah i mean yeah well i mean i don't know where we can go anywhere with that because i think it's i i i guess my message would be about you know yes you said about reading the policy and education but that I think the important aspect is to remember that the people I guess I'm trying to reach are not to blame. Mm -hmm. And that is a really interesting, at least to me, I find that like the, the critical piece of information is that you want people to get angry about these things, but you also want it to be from their perspective because I can't make people care about sharks right because they're scared of the water because they don't want to get eaten by a shark to be absolutely clear neither do i (laughs) but (laughs) it's not something you know if you don't want to get eaten by a shark don't get in their habitat and that that uh, even that sounds like i'm being too strongly worded i think but i would say education is the key um we are we are kind of told a message from the media which is like sharks are bad shark attack this someone died swimming near a shark you see what i mean Mm -hmm. like the message is so unbelievably against sharks and i've just picked one animal right they're all the way i think of it is everything that swims in the ocean right now is endangered that's that's how i believe it to be you kill sharks you kill everything underneath it and it's getting extremely unhealthy the amount of sharks there are in the ocean and people just don't know it Mm -hmm. um so i guess i've got friends that are studying it directly so they're actually monitoring shark populations or they're setting up kind of camera traps on reefs for years and seeing what that population density does. And the answer pretty much unanimously is decreasing. So that's not just in Australia, that's a global thing. And obviously you've got, you mentioned about global warming, but the term I guess that's beginning to come into character is global boiling. Oh yeah. Um, And I think that's more of an essential like use of terminology because you know, it's quite likely, and again, this sounds like I'm too negative, but it's quite likely that we'll see the end of the ice caps pretty soon. And with that means a significant rise in ocean temperatures. Um, You've got less kind of sun's rays being reflected back out to space, right? It's exponential. Um, But we don't know what that looks like. We're just told that, you know, there's bushfires or something. Another way I would phrase this is, um, you know, you've got yourself a super problem. It's a problem that is so complex and it's so far reaching with so many people, you know, 
we're trying to save the world for future generations. We don't really know as a species how we're going to do that. But until you kind of address that problem, you know, you can't, you can't solve a problem unless you address it accordingly. And I guess, unfortunately, we are not addressing the problem. And so part of my ambition, I guess, is to get those conversations going, albeit in an absolutely minuscule capacity. But I believe it. And I think that's important. If you research it and people challenge you and you end up being wrong, that's still okay because you're addressing the question. Yeah. Uh, again, maybe just took a complete meander into random ideas there. But no, no, no. That was yeah. that was totally it. I was like, you know, what are what are you <laughs> trying to achieve? And you told me, and you know, it's yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's hard. It is. It is really hard. But like starting the starting the conversations, um, especially for people who don't who are just are unaware because, I mean news around the world maybe isn't informing us of certain important things you know it's it's nobody's fault necessarily that they don't know what's going on with sharks or with climate change um you know you you have to be almost really active in it to to learn that and most people don't know that they need to actively be looking for this information if they want it because a lot of us think we're getting what we need from the news when we're not yeah. or from like you know like oh well i i you know looking at what you need to look at to vote and that kind of thing um but like you said it's a very complicated issue and so a lot of these things require deeper dives which is which is why we're here today <laughs> um yeah and uh yeah so so i always ask or at least i try to always ask um my guests this this one final final little question here little question mm -hmm. uh what do you think is the most pressing ocean issue and how can listeners be involved and you can say for australia or globally how people can be involved either way um uh, i think i've already addressed it with this i think it's such an immense problem that education is probably my sweeping answer. I think the idea of, I, I spoke about, I've spoke quite a lot about sharks because of, you know, ape, if you kill an apex predator, mm -hmm. you destroy everything below it through the food chain. And I'm not, I won't go into that, but I guess it's, yeah, the way I think about it is no one, in their right mind would want the ocean and everything in it to die. So educating yourself is one thing. And I don't think everyone's necessarily got the capacity to do that or the time or the care or mm -hmm. whatever. But I think spreading, you know, if you're in a position where you're able to educate yourself and get that message going, not being kind of afraid to do so, um the way i think of my instagram it's again like it's a small small piece of this conversation um but if i'm going out and watching animals die i am okay with telling people that happens it's not my fault 
Um, and that's something that I find like really important. All of us that, um, you know, trying to kind of convey a message of change, it's sad and, you know, we get an a, affinity and like an alliance between us of trying to do the right thing, but you just need as many people to be doing that as possible. Um, we're not going to solve it and we're not, you know, we don't have enough decision-making power, unfortunately, to stop climate change. But if enough people start talking about it and are aware of it globally, then that changes the conversation, hopefully. Um, again, I sound pessimistic, but... <laughs> I mean, you, you're yeah. optimistic enough to try, right? And That's true. And that is, that's true. I mean, that's really, that's really <laughs> critical because... I think that's where a lot of people find hope is in doing the work, you know, like there's that expression, yeah. think globally, act locally. Um, because even, you know, even small efforts like community gardens or running for city council and, you know, increasing the safety of bike lanes, like all of those things really do add up when you're trying to get towards systemic change. And when other people see you, making that effort a lot of times they feel like they can make an effort too um you know it's in it's yeah. inspiring um even in even in the face of existential crisis <laughs> um yeah but yeah the way i i think the the way i see this is we're all facing existential crisis mm -hmm. or like you know we're facing a global crisis right it might not be too extreme to suggest that this is apocalyptic like we just don't know right global warming no ice caps has never ever happened through humanity mm -hmm. so again it sounds inflammatory to say this could be apocalyptic in terms of like decimation of our food stocks right but i'm not the only victim here we are all victims um so being ahead of the curve maybe and educating and trying to spread awareness might get somewhere towards a solution that is not apocalyptic <laughs> but yeah but you have to admit that there's a problem first and unfortunately just with so many policies there's too much money involved and there is no problem being addressed i mean climate change is a is not though i saw something recently that was like don't be fooled about climate change deniers they know that climate change is real they're just profiteering so it's not that they're stupid it's that they profit from ignoring it and that's a really important distinction you're you're battling people who are making a profit from terrible terrible things and we're just trying to stop it so unfortunately it's an uphill battle but it is that's it. it is I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, um, even pretty much every oil and gas company has openly admitted that climate change is a thing and that they have caused it. Like it's, it's just on yeah, their well, website. They've known it forever. Yeah. Like you could just pick one Chevron, Exxon, Valero, pick one. It's on their websites. They're like, okay. After all these years of like, no, no, no. Um, but, it, but they'll only be saying that because they're redirected into like, electricity or something which is utilizing all of the stock they've built up and piled it into something else right so totally totally yeah. um 
but yeah again don't quote me on that and <laughs> bp come and assassinate me or whatever but... <laughs> i don't think you're the first to say that <laughs> um, but but yeah um <laughs> no. don't know who's listening <laughs> you never know um we all know what happens to james graham if if one morning it, yeah. he doesn't show up to work um yeah <laughs> so <laughs> on that happy note of assassination um no i, yeah, I do yeah. i really want to thank you for coming on the show and for continuing to raise awareness about ocean issues and to continue to try to start those conversations with people um and and also i think you've emphasized a few times that it's for anyone listening it's not your fault right we yeah. were all born into a system Absolutely. we did not create uh and we can change it together and it's going to be slow and it's going to be uphill but we can do it um and yeah. you know don't beat yourself Absolutely. up for not living a perfectly eco-friendly life because the system we're in won't let you do that and again my justification for this is it it's allowed to make you sad and angry, but you just have to remember that isn't your fault. Mm -hmm. Like I see a lot of really, really bad things on my dives. Um, and they're problems that, you know, can really hurt you, but you have to remember that you are not, you know, fighting against that. You aren't the one causing that pain. You're just the one who's like witnessing it. And so what you do with that education, is what you choose, I guess. But it's, you know, we all suffer. It's just, mm -hmm. unfortunately, some of us see a bit more of it. And yeah, then you decide what you do with that information, I guess. Exactly. You decide what you do with the information. It's a good note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, th thank you again so much. Uh, yes, thank you. No, thank you for having me. It's a great conversation. Oh, yeah, it was a pleasure. We should do it again sometime. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Are you a shark lover and want to make a difference? Join our Share Shark Love campaign on social media by sharing your shark art with a caption including fun facts. And subscribe to this show to never miss a wave. Catch you next time.